Good morning. How are you guys? Uh, it's a new year. New Year's resolutions are, uh, are a really funny thing to me. Uh, just by a show of hands, uh, how many of you guys have New Year's resolutions this year? It's okay. It's a safe place. You guys, okay, yeah. There's a lot, lot of honesty going on here. That's cool. Uh, so, all right, well, how many of you guys have done New Year's resolutions in the past? How about that? All right, all right, fair enough. Okay, all right, now how many of you guys, raise your hands, <clears throat> how many of you guys refuse to do New Year's resolutions? All right, now i got to ask you a question now. So why do you guys refuse to do New Year's resolutions? Never work. All right, what else? Never work? Is that kind of a consensus answer here? Got enough to do, yeah? Already perfect as you are. So, yeah, don't need any changes. <laughs> so, I think it's just fascinating, though. New Year's resolutions are, are so amazing because you think about what they imply. They imply that you're not who you want to be, that you're not where you want to be, and that there's a, there's a dissatisfaction with a part of your life. And even for those who refuse New Year's resolutions or refuse to do them, that's powerful as well because you're willing to acknowledge that, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not the best person that I can be, but honestly, when I try to fix myself, I just fail. And, and so I, w- I want to talk about New Year's resolutions, but I, w- I want to give an alternative. You see, our culture, it's, it's always present in the culture to do New Year's resolutions, to look back on the year, to see the things that we've done and or the situations that happen or the season of life that we're in and we we want something different we want some sort of change we want a better body we want to be a better person we want to be a better parent a better spouse be at a better job we want to be in a better financial place we want to be in a better relationship or we just want a relationship altogether and so i want to ask you uh, a question uh, if you're feeling this this morning if you would look at your life, if you would look back at 2016 and you would say, I'm not quite where I want to be. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite who I want to be. Or maybe you're just not in the season of life that you want to be. You feel like you're floating. You feel like you're waiting. You feel like you're in this holding pattern. And so I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do about it? Are, you, are we, are we going to go the New Year's resolution route? The one where you, you try to fix yourself or you try to put yourself or project, okay, this is where I think I should be in the next year and I'm going to set my path in that direction. Or would you be willing to consider another concept? Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for this day. Uh, it has been such a blessing to be with brothers and sisters in Christ and to also just be in your presence. Holy Spirit, I pray today you reveal to us your will. God, that you show us your desires for our life. And Father, I just pray that you give us the strength to be obedient, to say yes to the things that you desire for us, to even take that step of faith, to extend ourselves a little bit and and take that step towards you in whatever aspect of our life that you desire. Father, this is your time. Use it, Holy Spirit. Please work in and through us. And it's in your name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Romans chapter 12. If you, um, if you don't have your uh, Bible, we have Bibles that are in the, as Phil called it, the card of the card or the flap with the card. It's in the flap. 
And uh, sorry, Phil. It's 2017. A resolution. Make, make fun of you. Anyways, um, so <clears throat> already nailing it. Uh, if you uh, have your Bible, turn to Romans 12. If you uh, don't, if you use your app, that's fine. We, we say it's okay to use your phones just as long as they have the Bible on them. Uh, and if you don't, there's a great app. It's called Uversion. Uh, I use it all the time. It's got, it speaks to you. It's great when you're driving. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, so anyways, Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. Now, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pause right there. And this is going to be another opportunity for you to participate. I want you guys to maybe, in a word or two words or in a sentence, I want you to call out what God has done for you or a piece of God's character that's impacted your life. Unconditional love. Thankfulness. Grace. Faithfulness. Blessings through family. Peace. Sorry? Brought you to where you're at. Absolutely. And I wanted to say that, or even just kind of pause to give us a little bit of perspective. You see, Paul is pleading with us in light of all that God has done for us. And God has truly been good to us, hasn't he? He is a good God. But I want us to not only rem- that, that to remind us that not only He's good, but I think when we think about that, it highlights a very important foundation to our lives. And that is, is that God can be trusted. God can be trusted with the mo- innermost longings of our heart. He can be trusted with our insecurities, with our fears, with our desires. He can be trusted to know what's best for our life. And so Paul is saying, in light of all of this, in light of how good God is, in light of his mercy and grace that he's shown us, in light of all of the blessings and faithfulness that he's poured out on us, this is what we should do. We should present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual worship. So I want to introduce uh, a concept uh, to you called consecration. Consecration just literally means uh, to be set apart, to have something that's set apart from something to something or someone. In the the Jewish sacrificial system, animals were set apart for the intended purpose of being gifts or being sacrifices to the Lord. And so they were consecrated, they were holy. Uh, the word holy there doesn't mean perfection. It just means set apart for an intended purpose. So what do you think Paul means by saying he wants us to be a living sacrifice? Galatians 2.20 says that I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So I believe what Paul is trying to say here when he's saying he's a living sacrifice is A living sacrifice is a life that is devoted to having Christ's life come through it. That it's Christ's love, it's Christ's forgiveness, it's it's Christ living through us. So as an alternative to the New Year's resolutions, and I know some of you haven't done them, and that's okay, I'm not necessarily bashing New Year's resolutions, but I would want, what if as a church, 
we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what part of our lives to set aside for the Lord in 2017. What if we allowed him to have complete access and control to that part of our life? Literally just sacrificing it to the Lord. For example, let's say maybe a New Year's resolution of yours is to get your finances straight. What would it look like for you to submit your finances completely to the Lord? What if you gave him access and let his truth speak into your insecurities about money? What if you allowed him access to your spending habits? What would it look like to consecrate your marriage to the Lord? What would it look like if you and your spouse committed to allow God access and to allow him to speak truth into what it means to be a godly husband and a godly wife? What if you consecrated singleness to the Lord? What if, what if this was the year that you just took dating off the table and you just dedicated this year, I'm going to dedicate that season of my life to the Lord? What if you consecrated your purity over to the Lord? What if you were obedient to him when it came to sex and pornography? What would it look like to set apart your work for the Lord? If in this year, everything you did in work, you were working as to an all-knowing God. What if you set your integrity to a level that would be pleasing to the Lord? What if you treated your employees, your employer, and your coworkers in a way that's pleasing to God and shows the sacrificial love of Christ? What if you set apart a habit or an addiction and you just said, Lord, take over. I can't do this anymore. What if you set aside your health to the Lord as a gift, your eating habits? Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's something that you, uh, you know your body's not in the right place. You may, you may be struggling with it. What if you just said, Lord, I, just, I want to gift overall health to you, overall physical health to you. It seems like a lot, and it seems like a terrifying thing, but right now I just want to pray, and I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit right now would speak to you. I would, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you right now what He desires to do in your life in 2017. Lord, I just, this is scary. It's scary to open up the, the secret places of our life, the secret places of our hearts, the things that we fear the most, our greatest desires and our largest insecurities. It is scary to open it up. But Father, you are good. You are faithful. You love us. You made a way. You are our Savior. And God, I just want to proclaim right now that you can be trusted. God, I can trust you. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would flood our hearts and you would tell us. You would tell us, Lord, what you want for us in 2017. What do you want to set apart? What do you want to be made holy? What do you want consecrated to you this year? See, when you offer yourself as a living sacrifice, you lay down your rights to that part of your life. You lay down control. And it, is, it does sound scary. It sounds terrifying. But God is good. God can be trusted.
He knows you. He made you. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows exactly what you need, even more than you know what you need. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows exactly how it's going to work out. So not only do I, I want to ask you to consecrate that aspect of your life, I also want to encourage you to give him the freedom to change the way you view things. It says in verse 2 of uh, Romans 12, Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. It's probably safe to say that the thing that you may want to offer to the Lord is probably out of balance in your life. It's probably something you've tried to control or fail. Maybe it's something that has enslaved you. Maybe it's something that's spoken lies into your life. Allow God to transform your view of that. Allow God to transform your view of money, of work, of marriage, of relationships, of forgiveness, of pain, of purity, whatever it is. Allow Him to transform the way you think. Give Him the freedom to work in you completely and then watch. Watch what happens. Watch as it unfolds in your life. Before we pray over this, and there's going to be a prayer on the screen to prompt you, and Brent's going to play a song, I want to plead with you just like Paul did to take this step of faith and to consecrate yourself to the Lord this year, to place your life down on the altar and die to yourself. <laughs> but if you're not quite convinced, let me tell you a story. So there's a, there's a man... <clears throat> who thought he was heading in the right direction. But on January 1st, 2012, God rocked his world. God told him that he was going to set aside all dating relationships, even though he was single and 30. Uh, God told him to give up the things of his life that were weighing him down and the things that he was prioritizing over God. God told him to be obedient in purity in all aspects. This was so much that this grown man literally wept over how awful and difficult this next year would be. But he did it. His friends thought he was crazy, but he trusted that God knew what was best. In that year, God absolutely transformed his life. He freed him from the past sins, the past chains and addictions that he had carried. God walked with him through the pain of longing for relationships, for the, through the pain and the doubts and the valleys. And by the end of that year, this guy had met his future wife, had realized the calling for his life, and God grew him in that period greater than any other time in his life. And he's standing before you now. So I plead with you, please, offer yourself to the Lord this year. Set apart the things in your life and consecrate them to the Lord. And I'm not saying this is going to be a get rich or it's going to be your wildest dreams are going to come true, but I can promise you this, that God will work in you and through you in ways you couldn't even possibly imagine. I'm going to pray that God reveals to you what you can set aside this year. You know, this, this next sermon series that we're doing is called Back to the Basics, and it's going to walk through living spiritually and emotionally and physically healthy to get back to the root issues, the things that we struggle with. And so as you set apart this side to the Lord, I hope in it that this series will encourage you through these ups and downs of this year. And two things I want to talk to you about real quick. 
is I know that may, this may feel overwhelming. You may look at your life and be like, I have like eight or ten things that I feel like God wants to change. Just, I would encourage you to do one, maybe two. Surrender isn't easy. Phil has a wonderful phrase that says that living sacrifices love to jump off the altar. So start slow. And I want you to know this, that we as a church, we want to walk with you in this. It, it's going to be impossible for you to try to consecrate, to try to set apart this part, this side for the Lord if you come here once a week, Sunday mornings, and get your fill, and that's it. You need support. And that's why we have two 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 groups that meet almost every day this week. That's why we have Celebrate Recovery that we just talked about. That's why we have missional communities and discipleship groups. We want you to experience freedom. We want you to experience the power of God working through you. And we want to be there for you to encourage you in the hard season and to celebrate with you in the victories. God is good. He has and is and will continue to be good. He can be trusted, and his transformation power works greatest in surrendered vessels. He can change you. It says in Philippians 1.6, it says, I'm certain that God, who began a good work in you, will continue this work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So I'm going to pray Brent's going to play, and then there's going to be a slide up here. It's going to prompt you to just talk to God, to get the perspective right, to thank him for all he's done, to ask him what he wants that you to set apart this year, and then also there's a prayer at the end to just give you strength to say yes. Let's pray. God, we just come before you, and we thank you. We thank you is because your mercies that we are here this morning. And God, you've been so good. God, you've been so patient with me. <laughs> I fall so short. I've had so many opportunities to do what's right, and I just choose my own way. And God, I'm sorry. And Father, I just pray right now that your Holy Spirit would come down in a way that just says, I love you. I love you. I want what's best for you. And God, I just pray that you would give us the strength to drop Give us the strength to drop the things that we cling to so tightly at your feet and say, Lord, have your way in my life in this area right now. God, this is terrifying. I need you. I can't do it. I've tried and I've failed. God, give me the strength to say yes. And it's in your name. Amen.